Welcome to Monday Monday. We're Joey and Emma, bringing you a new, real, raw parenting podcast series. Talking to experts, celebrities, parents, and influencers to shine a light on the areas of parenting that are overlooked, unspoken, or not Instagram worthy. We say that every day is a Monday for a mama. Please subscribe, like, comment, and follow our journey on Monday Monday. Joey Kendall Brown, Emma Sarai Thank you for listening! Hello and welcome to Monday Monday. We are so excited to tell you guys that this episode is sponsored by Nano Baby. They are such a brilliant brand. They've just launched in the UK. They've designed the first baby bottle specifically for breast milk. So ideal for all you mummers out there who are breastfeeding and expressing. Nano Baby epitomises everything that Monday Monday is about. Preparing and empowering parents. Its unique design means it both cools down and warms up twice as fast as a standard shaped bottle, so it helps preserve the nutrients in the breast milk. And its breast-like shape means it's easy holding for little hands. It's super simple to use as you can pump directly into the bottle as it comes with an adapter that fits most pumps, so no chance of spillages. And finally, the bottles can stack on top of each other for easy storage in the fridge. Such a smart design. So whether you want to get your partner involved, you're struggling with feeding, have to return to work, or just need a break, it's the perfect companion on your breastfeeding journey. It's available in John Lewis, Mamas and Papas, or on NanoBaby's website at nanobaby.co.uk. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Monday Monday. I'm Emma. And I'm Joey. Today we're going to be talking to two amazing new mamas who have inspired us and other mamas out there already with their honesty and realness. Mama to Luna, blogger and parenting panellist for Mamas and Papas, the beautiful Hannah Louise Evans. And Mama to George, digital director and blogger, Mummy in Manchester, it's Jacqueline Buckland. Today we're going to be talking to the girls about their experiences of loneliness during motherhood, how isolating those early months can be, how to make friends on mat leave and the importance of online and local mummy groups. Joey yes. was very lucky mm-hmm. to have caught up with the NCT this week to talk about how to make friends. Yeah, and that it's more than just paid for classes, it's a charity too. So we'll be sharing that on our Instagram TV for you guys to listen to later. And I cannot wait to hear that. But for now, girls, thank you for joining us on Monday Monday. Yay! Thank welcome. you guys so thank much. For us. Yeah. It's lovely because Jack's actually has brought her little boy George here and he's napping upstairs. Which is a miracle. Like the fact that you just put him in his buggy and he went to sleep on his own. I mean, you're buggy a Buggy in a blanket. I actually wish it was me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how you do wish yeah. that you could just curl up in a nice little snuggly little seat and go for a sleep for a nap? <gasps> All those things as children that you take for granted. Mm-hmm. As a as a parent now, I wish like early nights. I would love that. Yeah. Just to sit and have some tea. I would <laughs> love that. Luckily, we've got Instagram to document it oh, all and I remind know. them. We can be like, hey, you, who's tired? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm This was us, <laughs> struggling. And you having luxurious lifestyles. <laughs> so, Hannah, um, please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you're finding motherhood as a first-time mum. Okay, so, obviously, as you introduced me, I'm Hannah. Um, I'm mum to nearly seven months, Luna. Um, and... I'm enjoying it, but it's a challenge. Uh, I always say that I feel like before you have a child, you're 50% ready. You know, people um, people like sort of warn you and coax you into thinking that it's hard, but it's sort of easy. And then as soon as I had Lou, it literally slapped me in the face. Mm. Um, I was a really independent 20-something girl before I had Lou. Um, I always said that I'd be one of these mums that rocked everything even up until a week before giving birth I was in the gym I was baking I was walking the dogs and then suddenly Lou came along and it just blew everything up and it sounds really negative me saying that but I enjoy it all Mm. it's just really really hard you know being a young mom I'm feeling like I have no idea of anything that's to come. I think I'm one of those people that loves organisation. I love ha- I love knowing what's around the corner. I'm not a surprise person. Um, so just to be waking up every day and feeling like I have no idea what's mm. coming or I have no idea what to do is a really, really scary process. Um, but I, I do enjoy it and I feel like it's made me into this really, really confident and sure of myself person that I wasn't before. yeah I just feel like that's how I'm feeling amazing and Jax how about you how are you finding motherhood is it what you expected um yes and no um I always thought 
expect the unexpected mm-hmm. with with babies some of my friends already had children so um I saw them having you know good times and bad times so I was like just you know take each day as it comes and I've really tried to remember that every day yes we've tried to implement routines but yeah. at the end of the day they're babies they don't know what they're supposed to be doing so I really take each day with you know a pinch of salt and I think you know we're going to do this today we're going to do that today um and we've we are really lucky that he has you know adapted so well and he has got into a routine he'll nap we we've started sleeping through the night oh it's my amazing gosh, this is this is me it's like <laughs> need lots of those confetti hands yeah, yeah like everything fits into place yeah. after that we had 14 months actually of no sleep 14 oh, yeah. my god and it was a nightmare and then when he started sleeping you just think oh my god how did i survive well i'm still in the, um, thick of it. in the thick of it 11 months in <laughs> and we are still not sleeping so I cannot wait to get the confetti out and party because honestly as soon as we can start sleeping I think we're going to just feel like oh most incredible human beings mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like wow this is amazing but do you know what people say to me that sleep deprivation is actually used as a torture yeah, mechanism we've had this discussion. like it's it actually used as a torture mechanism and so is a child's cry so for those that obviously don't understand what people parents are going through imagine mixing them together yeah. on a daily basis <laughs> you are literally a walking zombie and it's intense isn't it yeah. after like 7 12 like 14 months it just gets worse and worse and do you know i've got to that stage because everyone says it i don't know if it's the same for you but oh when you get to this stage she'll sleep through when she's weaning she'll sleep through when she's on three meals a day she'll sleep through and Not every true. night i put mm. her to bed and i think Maybe tonight. Yeah, tonight. <laughs> tonight, tonight is tonight. Night. She'll sleep through. And then she cries. And sometimes I roll over and look at my phone like, please be 6am. And she's like, no, 1 o'clock. Yeah. I'm like, great. Yeah. So it's so congratulations. hard not to compare. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard not to compare. And it's so hard not to, when you hear, you know, people are sleeping through, kids are sleeping through, you were like, oh God, I, I wish that was us. I wish that, Doesn't you know, it make you want to strangle people as well when it, they say, oh, my baby's sleeping? I don't think it like, does for me. I don't think it does for me. I feel like it's more that you kind of constantly compare and I yes, think that you, you can't compare, especially with me with twins. You know, we constantly compare. Like one was rolling before the other. Oh God, does that mean the other one's not going to be able to roll? And you constantly worry. You're yeah, constantly you, worrying you about... think about that. Yeah, and I think it's just, it will happen. I think I've realised that it's going to happen when it happens. Yeah. You know, Dylan's, you know, was fortunate that he started to sleep through probably around seven months. Well, not sleep through, but I mean, you yeah. know, enjoy you know yeah, yeah. probably yes yeah, a long through. stint yeah whereas Ethan hasn't got there yet and I think that you know for us it's just dragged out that little bit longer but like Joey you know 14 you know months wow I love the fact that you've got twins that are doing completely different things because so many people think it's a parenting fault oh, oh yeah and it's they're really like oh well you haven't got your routine down or you haven't got this down and they're always saying oh you're not feeding this one formula or whatever but you are doing exactly the same thing yep. with both boys and they're just finding their own feet in their own time yeah and that's the problem prime example of people saying you should be doing something different and everyone's yeah, sticking their I think Google's to blame for half of it mm. though as mm. a first time mum I know Luna does anything that I'm not too sure on I go on Google and then you've got these set routines on certain websites of by 6am you should have fed your child by blah blah mm. and I feel like I'm surrounded by all this information that seems to be fixed mm. and that every child should be the same when actually I've got sisters and we all are from the same, you know, the, from the same parents, but we're all completely different. Mm-hmm. I like going to bed at a different time. I like different foods. I like different things. And it's what makes you individual. It, it and, is, and people and, are trying to take that away yeah, from babies, aren't they? It's so difficult. I just feel like as a mum, you get so many questions off other mums. Oh, is she crawling yet? Or is she sitting up yet? Or is she sleeping through the night? When actually... I can't measure myself at the same age as somebody else, Mm. so I don't understand why we do it Mm. with our children. I think it's because you want to know that they're okay, Okay, you want to know they're achieving. But I don't know if it's what you know we need to say to mums that literally they will do it when they do it mm-hmm. and it's nothing to worry about i think when you have health healthcare visitors come around and they're giving you questionnaires to fill out about what they're doing now it puts pressure on mm-hmm. you and yeah. you, we've you got worry. us coming up for the two year and i know we're gonna fail 100 percent. but you're not failing because Knox is a, a little superstar but you do feel like you, you know that 
Oh, you, yeah, you feel pressure from it. Mm-hmm. And, it, it, it and I don't know Especially how Especially when it's it. a health professional as well, because it's yeah. it's all good and well being like speaking to other mums, but you know, sometimes some people fib, don't they? Let's face it. Like some of people course. will be like, oh, my baby says balloon. And you know, it's like, buh. And I'm like, hold on a minute. That is not balloon. <laughs> you may think it's balloon, but I definitely don't. But when you have the, the midwives and everyone come over, that is when you start questioning your, yourself as a mother. And that's when you start like worrying all the time as well yeah. isn't it yeah I, these are the people that you look to for mm. reassurance essentially mm. i know that i can't look to tom for reassurance because he's doing it all at the same time as me mm. i can't look at other mums for reassurance because their children are completely different mm-hmm. in fact i actually speak to some of my best friends and they go i can't even remember yeah. like i'll go did did yours tea that six months i can't remember what was the process like so when these people come into my house and sit down I look to them for reassurance you know they are the one person that can tell me that I'm doing a good job essentially even though I shouldn't look to them for that but that is what I look to them for and I do feel like a lot of the time they leave and you feel so deflated Mm -hmm. because all you want as a mum is to be told that you are doing it right Mm -hmm. but I actually don't think there is a, 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 A a right way but that is the problem and I'm not knocking health visitors and everything else because they do a fantastic job and they do guide us to a certain extent but there is no right way of doing it Mm. so when they come with a book and a tick and a checklist one child does not fit all no so no and there's the age-old saying of um it's a mother's instinct yeah so I think to your point before yeah we all google stuff because we want to know like oh is this right is this wrong but there's so much information out there and i think read it but then make your own like judgment on things like i mean you could diagnose yourself with anything couldn't you with google like literally it could be the worst thing in the world yeah no it's about taking information and then turning it into what you think is best yeah i think now i really 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 want to talk about loneliness in motherhood especially during mat leave um i found myself feeling very isolated um i didn't know what i was doing i felt like i was a failure as a mum especially in the early days i actually didn't even make new mummy friends until five months in because i couldn't even get out the house um and you know i think there's there's a real importance to creating a network of friends you might not necessarily have your family on your doorstep we didn't you might not necessarily have you know access to groups and whatnot um you know and be able to get to them so how do you find these relationships um how did you how did you get on girls so me and my husband we talked about um nct there was um a group in Didsbury um, and we were moving out into South Manchester so we thought let's do that we did also look into there's a free option mm-hmm. um, at hospital as well we didn't end up doing that because it was shorter and we actually we wanted to, to make friends um, there was an element of wanting to you know learn about motherhood as well yeah. but it was predominantly to, to to meet people make friends so we signed up to do that um, it must have been about two months before I was due so we had I think it was was about eight eight weeks different sessions of getting to know people and was that every kind of like evening or something like that yeah it was once a week mm-hmm. for I think it was for two hours um and there was eight couples in the group and I say yeah we met for eight weeks and each week there was a different topic so we discussed things like um pain relief breastfeeding um even things like how to change a nappy mm-hmm. how to clothe the baby it took you through kind of all walks of, of parenting but from from finishing the session we set up a whatsapp group um and it kind of quickly came about that the main one with the mums and the dads no one was really chatting yeah. in there and then one of the mums um well mum to be at the time she set up um a mum's whatsapp group and that group was set up what 14 months ago now and we chat in there every single day it's like a lifeline isn't it it? is because we had the same actually myself and andy although none of the husbands swap numbers it's so funny all (laughs) of the women did and we have the same group as you that literally goes off all the time and we're always like we must meet up we must meet up because we're a bit further along now and everyone's back at work but those early weeks you just need someone to be like oh my gosh are you up at 2am or my baby just did this kind of poo is that right Oh my God, the amount of 
talks about poo. <laughs> I've never discussed poo so much in my life. <laughs> but you're right, they were there 24 hours a day mm. because you're up in the night feeding mm-hmm. and you can just send a message and, and they're there for support. Yeah. Honestly, they were my absolute lifeline. Do you think that they prevented you from feeling lonely and isolated? 100%, yeah. Literally from day one, f- from coming home, because I was the last one to have a baby mm. in the group, um, they were just sharing tips of what they'd already done mm. over. Did you know, it give the you the fear? Because you were like, I know what to expect. I know what labour is going to be like now. Oh my god! I or actually like had to mute yes, the group. I know how to do this. She muted. I had to mute the group when they were talking about birth stories yeah. because I was so fixated on that and I was trying not to to fear it. Um, so I muted that and then I. As soon as I had him, I jumped straight into conversation, yeah. and yeah, it was amazing. You're like, guys, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> and meet George. <laughs> what about you, Hannah? Um, so I'm actually the complete opposite. I didn't sign up for any groups. Um, I've been very blessed in the fact that I used to live in Cardiff. I met my husband in Cardiff, but I got pregnant with Luna um, when I'd moved back here. So I've had the same friends since primary school so a lot of those have already got children um and I sort of expected to feel like I was surrounded by all this love Mm -hmm. and that I'd be absolutely fine um which I have been it's been amazing but at the same time once you have that child and nobody is in exactly the same moment as you you do feel lonely um and there's only so much you feel like you can ask friends and family Every single day, I am one of those awful people. I worry about everything. So, I like the colour of her poo. It literally happened to me. So, her poo changed once I started breastfeeding, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But you've asked your friends so many questions that I felt really lonely because I got to this stage where I thought, "Oh god, I can't text them again, worrying about mm-hmm. Luna." So, my um, my initial uh, thing was to take to Instagram, yeah. which is where my Instagram came from. I started writing about my feelings. Um, I started reaching out to other mums. And actually, that's how I've now got one of my really good friends, Joe. So Joe uh, followed me throughout my pregnancy and actually reached out to me about a jumper that I was wearing on uh, Instagram. And we got chatting from there. And I always think it's so scary as an adult to take that dive to meet someone new Mm -hmm. because we discussed having coffee so many times and I have to hold my hands up I think I cancelled the first three because after having Luna one I was so sleep deprived but two I was scared like you kind of almost get the fear of I can't go out of the house again don't you yeah and so in the end I gave myself like a slap around the face and we met at the Trafford Centre and we literally just sat and talked babies and you bond so quickly with other mums who are sharing the same feelings as you. And it yeah. was such a relief. Like, mm. we meet every week now. and I, But I came away from that um, meeting not just feeling great because we were sharing the same moments, but also I'd push myself out of my comfort zone. And I think when you in those first couple of weeks when you've had a child and and it's all new to you you lose a lot of confidence Mm -hmm. in yourself um you essentially are a brand new person you you don't know who you are anymore you have a new body yeah you you have this new body you have these new feelings and um there are a lot of changes and things you go through that you don't know i well i didn't know if it was normal Mm, if it was normal to feel um this much worry but also this much love and all of these crazy things so it was a massive pat on the back for me to just go okay I'm gonna put myself even more out of my comfort zone and go and meet someone and share feelings with them so I feel like even if groups and baby like centers and things aren't your thing there are so many women on social media Mm. uh, and other ways of reaching out and I don't think you necessarily even have to meet up with these people but like whatsapps yeah join a whatsapp group Mm -hmm. or if there's a a mummy on instagram or facebook that you particularly love that you feel like you relate to pop them a message Mm. like just having chats with other people can make you feel Mm. so much less lonely even if going out of the house is just too much for you I mean I was going to touch upon that I I um really struggled to get out let alone get out of my pajamas and have a shower that was a luxury but to physically get outside my house for the first five months honestly five months um 
just the fear of taking the boy out on my own, being on my own, because my partner had to take some time out of his career to be by my side because we didn't have family close by to help you know weekly and I found myself feeling really really isolated really lonely even though my partner was next to me supporting me all the all the way through it I felt like I lost myself so much through anxiety through worry through not knowing if I was good enough not having a friend to talk to also the fear of going Mm. out with the kids my fear was like leaving the house and forgetting something like even though I breastfed I was like but what happens if I don't have a nappy or a change of clothes or yeah. I, I just forget something? It beca- it like immobilises you essentially, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? And I, I too found my solace, my friendships online and built some amazing friendships. I reached out to a, a triplet mum who's been giving me loads of advice on sort of like a sleep routine and sort of what she does because of having three babies in the same room and I've got two babies in the same room and how to navigate that. And I realised that, you know, I wish I'd have known this before. I wish yeah. I'd have known that, you know, two weeks in that I could have made friendships, you know, online rather than going to these mummy groups, but, you know, sensory groups, there's baby yeah. yoga, all these amazing groups, but I just couldn't do them. Mm. And I felt like there was no real answer. And so I think for a lot of mums who are, who are listening to this, who maybe can't get out the house right straight away, that, you know, you can find friendships online and that they can be really positive ones. I mean, it's amazing that you actually physically went to meet some of them that yeah. are close by. And now you're here yeah. through yeah, Instagram yeah, exactly. as well. But I also want to touch on, there is a lot of stigma with meeting mums online. Yeah. Like I have found that more than ever, especially with people say um, around you, you go, oh yeah, I, I speak to people on Instagram and you see the reaction on people's faces or them rolling their eyes and they think, yeah, all right then. Because these things weren't around, mm. you know, even a few yeah. years ago. And actually there is something to be said for having real life interaction with someone sitting down and having a coffee. But I can honestly say that Instagram and social media has been a lifeline for mm-hmm. me because you realise just even through sitting down whilst the baby is napping that there are so many mums that feel exactly the same as you. There are so many mums enjoying the same things as you. Sometimes I think, wow, I'm crazy. Like I've just cried at Luna sitting up. But there's a million and one mums on social media also celebrating the same yeah. things. Yeah. And you get to bond over these crazy moments that perhaps other people don't understand or aren't sharing at the same time as you so I just want mums to to know that going on Instagram and chatting to other mums can you give like a bit of advice on how someone should invite someone else for a coffee because I know that some people might feel even too nervous to reach out to someone but how can you do it naturally and organically without thinking oh if she doesn't write back she doesn't like me that kind of thing I think that's the stepping stone that people might struggle with it's like we're okay because we had Andy as a mutual kind of ground didn't we yeah but I might think oh okay there's a a lady for example that her little boy goes to nursery at the same nursery as my son does we both know each other through Instagram but I don't think either of us would be like oh do you want to go for a coffee because it's just maybe not in our nature and it's that southern thing but how would you advise other people could kind of broach the subject of going for coffee I just think take the plunge like Mm. because actually like you've just said I bet the other woman feels exactly the Mm -hmm. same as you she probably would quite like to go for a coffee just as much but I also feel like don't take these things personally if they don't reach out or they don't accept it because like we said before some mums do feel too overwhelmed to leave um, the house or it might just be something that right now they're just not sure of doing don't take these things personally but I'm a massive believer in just like anything else in life you don't ask and you don't get yeah it is really difficult but just reach out to someone because I actually can hold my hands up and say it was Joe that contacted me Mm -hmm. it was Joe that offered shall we go for coffee has she given you confidence now to reach out to other people and that's what I mean but I probably never would have said it Mm -hmm. but now my god as part of the mamas and papas group that I'm a part of I'm like let's do baby sleepovers let's do (laughs) Halloween parties and there are some of them that come back and go actually like that's not for me and I don't think that it's not that they want don't want to see me or spend time with me it's not for everyone but I just think if this is something that you want to do just contact mum's 
or anyone for that matter. And if you can see someone struggling as well, maybe just reach out and say, let's go for a coffee. There was Stacey Solomon, wasn't there, the other day that turned up at Mrs Hinch's home because she was struggling. And the the positivity from mums all over Instagram was just like, this is incredible, this is amazing. So we need more of that. As normal, everyday mums, just message someone. Mm -hmm. Because if I had messages off women saying, can I come for a cup of tea? Can we do this? Okay, I might not have the time to do it with everyone, but I can guarantee I would love to sit and talk about my daughter and poo and everything else all day. Yeah, and it's just amazing that, you know, there's this massive big sort of like driving women, supporting women, Mm -hmm. whether that's through motherhood or through careers or through life. There seems to be a surge in this. and. And it's mm-hmm. and it's so nice to see, and there needs to be more of it, so that more women feel empowered while they're off on you know maternity and have that, you know, have that solidarity with women and mm-hmm. and that positive side of of being women and, and supporting each other. Mm. Yeah, there's actually a really good app called um, Mush okay. Mush Moms, um, and that is you can sign up to say is where it you like live. a dating app for mums. It pretty much is. Wow. You sign up to say where you live, um, how old your child is, and then you can use it as just a kind of chat network. Yeah. But then you can also put a message out to say, hey, I'm in Altrincham. Does anyone fancy meeting up That's for a coffee this afternoon? That's so and nice. And it's so nice. And people will start threads on like topic conversations, or whether it's, you know, poo or weaning mm. or, you know, clothing sizes and then I see people just joining in conversations I need to be braver and start doing this myself I am terrible for not doing it and being lazy because Andy works from home so I'm just like oh can you come for a coffee with me rather than reaching out to other women and he's probably like do we have to go for another (laughs) coffee like really what are we gaining out of this I do feel sorry for husbands in that respect I I actually feel like he doesn't share the same topics of conversation either they don't care he loves he loves Luna so much but like yesterday I was like well, she's done a really runny poo today and normally they're really solid and I can see him looking at me thinking, <laughs> what has my life wow, become? I've been at work all day, this is not what I need to come home to. But I'm sure there's a million and one mums out there that'd be like, me too. Yeah. 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 It's just crazy. Buzzing on poo-poos. <laughs> but girls, can you tell us how important you both have found making new friends on maternity leave was? so important literally they've they've been my lifeline it's just you know someone there to 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 bounce things off Mm. is is your child doing this this is what is happening to mine just this week um george had um a mark on his face and i sent a picture to the girls being like does anyone recognize this could it be slap cheek and it's just you know it's a soundboard um and if they don't have the answers then you know you can go to doctor whatever but i've just found it such a good support network Mm -hmm. um, it's instant isn't it it's instant answers rather than you know that's what i found that there's nothing out there that's quick Mm. and you know gives you information quickly you're, and google's you're going dated through. isn't it like yeah. most of the yes. forums that you're reading are like 2012 yeah, yeah. Like things have changed. yeah yeah because i think there's new outlets for people to connect yeah, mm. yeah. definitely yeah de- i completely agree i also find that um as a woman having your husband there's only so much mm-hmm. your husband can offer you not even just information wise but confidence wise Mm -hmm. and being able to talk about things that you wouldn't necessarily have spoken to your husband about before never mind like bikini waxes yeah exactly so that was like one of the first things that we all spoke about uh, within like five minutes of meeting each other like tom does not want to relive that day ever again (laughs) but i talked because i had quite um a stressful labor it was 37 hours it was completely against everything that I'd wanted everything that I'd expected and to be able to sit down with some of my best friends and talk about it and then reassure me that things are okay and you know me turn up at their house when I'm exhausted and for someone to take the baby off you and just sit there with a cup of tea for you to have five minutes of someone telling you you are not insane everybody feels like this is so important Mm. so for me, like I said, I was so incredibly lucky that I had best friends around me. But even if you don't, it is so important to share these sorts of moments with other people going through the same thing. Because even if it's just a small reassurance every day of saying you're doing okay, or everybody feels like this, or the middle of the night, keep going. It's just so important to be able to share those moments with people. And I think by sharing your 
helping heal you yourself yeah. and your mental health because Therapy. again you know you've you've given birth to your child so you've physically gone through a lot you've mentally gone through a lot there's there's so many things as a woman you experience your hormones you know oh. are changing are you know your your confidence has waned there's so many things all that ha- that happen all in one moment and then it's you're working through them it's mm. so overwhelming yeah. and so it's nice to be able to say oh someone else is going through this i'm not you know losing my mind i'm not yeah. going insane um so it seems to me like there's been a massive positive impact on sort of creating them sort of new mummy friends what mum has uplifted you on your time on mat leave and can you share that with us yeah um mine has actually been not one that i've met but actually one that was already in my life so i lost my mum when i was 16 years old um unfortunately so when i got pregnant i think i was absolutely petrified because i'd had nobody to lead the way for me um I thought oh my god how can I be a mum when I've not even got a mum in my life like Mm. I don't even I don't even know these things I got married without a mum you know I went through it all um so I actually asked my best friend in with me on my labour um she was my mum um throughout the whole of it and just having someone else there that had already given late like already given already given birth been through labor been through all of these things sat there stood there telling me that I could do it Mm. was enough for me and I can honestly say having a female a positive empowering female in your life when you don't feel like a powerful female is one of the best things that you can ever have Mm. it doesn't have to be someone that you're related to it doesn't have to be someone you know that you would naturally go to a mum a nan anything just having someone in your life that can tell you that you can do it I feel is all you need and for me that has been my best friend gosh she sounds so, amazing she literally incredible. made me cry mm. what an incredible woman that you are I have to say yeah it's I mean everyone everyone has different but I can honestly say the hardest thing throughout motherhood for me is being a mum without a Mm mum and that is why I know there'll be a lot of mums out there that are in exactly the same boat and that is why it is so important to reach out to people because they are mums and they can be a mum to you too yeah yeah you know it's you don't you don't need specifically a family member or anyone else to show you the way in motherhood. There are millions of people that are in exactly the same boat and they will quite happily fill that void. Mm. I actually have a couple of friends that um, have also lost their mums when they were a lot younger um, and they've said things like, Mother's Day has always been incredibly difficult and then becoming a mum has given them this complete new world and new lease of life and you know Mother's Day is something to celebrate again with their mum's memory and them being a mum yeah do you agree completely completely agree completely agree um I did a, a spoke about it on Instagram not that long ago that I had given up on ever trying to fill that hole uh, it was a. It's been a massive struggle for me throughout my whole, the whole of my life. That there was a lot of anger when I got pregnant. Um, a lot of anger when I got married because she wasn't there and there was mm. nothing that I could do about it. And yeah. you have these moments where Lou will be weaning. In fact, the other day, I'll be very honest about it. I sat with Tom and I cried because I said to him, "I all I need right now is my mum, and I, mm. I can't. I can't speak to her. I can't." Um, but Luna has come along and filled a void for me that I feel like was never ever going to even be close to filling because of those things because now I think I get to be all of those things to a little girl that I didn't have and that's not a negative thing from my point of view it's such a positive every single aspect of your life you can turn into a positive and for me even though I didn't get to share my own wedding with my mom I you know I didn't get to share my own birth and and everything else I get to share those things with a child mm. yeah and your mom's within you exactly and she's it's within absolutely her as well. fine but yeah that's I definitely feel like having people around you females in particular is just the best thing mm-hmm. in motherhood 
Totally. You're a very strong and powerful oh, lady. We are goddess. <laughs> You're inspiring us. Um, as you know, Monday Monday podcast series is all about how hard parenthood can be. Um, what have you found the most challenging, and do and why do you think that people don't talk about it? For me, I would say um, probably the more kind of emotional maybe a bit depressive side of it um I had heard of postnatal depression but I didn't actually realize how common it was and when I had George after about three or four days we were still in hospital I had full-on panic attack meltdown I had to be taken off the ward and taken into one of the the staff rooms I couldn't even breathe I was hyperventilating I couldn't get my words out and eventually when I'd you know taken some air and could actually speak I all that I could say was I thought I didn't love him Mm. and I think it's because there's so much stuff on like TV and films and you hear people talking about this instant bond and connection and I was like shit I don't have that Mm. why what's wrong what have I done wrong and I I think it was all these hormones like rushing around and and the draining experience of actual labor I I didn't have it either and Andy even said you look like shocked and like who is that and like you're repulsed by him but you've been through such a traumatic experience which I know some people are like it's really empowering but I literally hated labor and I don't want to have to do it again even though I would like another baby so for me like you I just I didn't have any connection probably for the first few days yeah obviously like I'm looking down at this little person oh my god he's amazing Mm. he's mine but I was just like where's that big bond and then as time progressed oh my god it's amazing and that bond is so strong it gets stronger every day it literally does but at the time I was just like what's wrong with me the thing is it it, it takes time it's like when you think about when you meet the, the love of your life yeah there's initial attraction they mm. look cute but it takes time to cute. fall in love <laughs> he's very cute but, um, does, but the, yeah. it, it takes time to fall in love and whether you've carried the child or not everyone's experience will be different yeah. when I gave birth um I suffered post preeclampsia so I nearly died during um, during or after labour and my my partner had to really step up and take over for 10 days while I was in hospital and um, when I saw them I had this this overwhelming love because I nearly died mm. and I thought oh my god I'm alive and they're here and oh yeah. thank goodness but on the other side my partner said he didn't get that instant uh, I love these babies all you know all he thought was like my life's turned upside down I'm getting no sleep all I hear is crying babies and he was he was worried about that and I said to him remember yeah and I remember saying to him from my experience I carried the child for nine months I said it might take you nine months you know I've had to adapt everything that I've done for nine months before I felt you know while I was building this connection but you've not had that yet you've just they've just arrived yeah so again it it could be anyone it could work for both the mother and the father and it's and I think like you said every experience is different and no one is right or wrong for feelings but, but yeah you, but it's but yeah that's very challenging and why do you think people don't talk about the, the most challenging parts like that for they're instance? probably embarrassed mm. and i think because there is a lot of stuff like on tv of you know in soaps and films this instant bond mm. and if someone hasn't that hasn't had that then maybe they're like oh god I don't want to say it oh my god yeah I've had this instant bond I love my baby so much yeah did you speak about it with your NCT friends or was it something that you kind of just dealt with yourself I didn't at the beginning Mm. um but I did mention it I think it was one night after a few wines (laughs) (laughs) so even then like with my close friends I still felt like I had to have a drink before I could admit that and maybe it is like you don't want people to judge you or think mm. of that you're a bad mum and you want to hide it. But yeah, I spoke to my husband about it quite a bit and he was so supportive. And I think probably other mums out there do feel the same. Yeah. Oh God, I think yeah. there's a lot of women who feel that way. Yeah. Mm. Hannah, how was your experience? What did you find the most challenging? I would say the same thing, emotions, um, which is another reason that I write every single day on Instagram. Um, because... For me, I 
like I said at the start, it's this, you know, I've absolutely loved every single part of motherhood so far, but at the same time, I found it the most difficult part of, mm. of my journey in life ever. And it's because all of the emotions that you are feeling, you have no idea if they are normal because they are not spoken about enough. Um, and I feel like it's because people and mums naturally want to feel like all the time they are winning they are bossing this motherhood thing they are fine and to say i got up today and cried before i'd even had a coffee is their way of feeling like they failed when actually it's the complete opposite i think the more you worry the more you're winning because you obviously care so much about those children that all you do is worry mm. that is love it's just a different type of love and i feel like that is why i struggled to begin with before i was writing on instagram as much because i thought that it would be it's really stupid of me but I thought yeah it'd be hard but there'll be loads of amazing moments which mm. there are but you don't understand how hard it is mm. you don't understand how much you're going to worry about these kids mm. you don't much you don't understand all of these emotions that you're feeling so I would say that definitely the emotional side of things was the hardest and I do feel like people don't talk about it because they think other people are going to think they failed. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that before we started recording, yeah. weren't we? That you have started to speak honestly, not necessarily negatively, but just how you've struggled and that people have come back saying, are you okay? Yeah. But do you think that's because no one yes, says I do. anything? I feel like, and also, I, do, I think it's because a lot of my audience... Um, on Instagram are at an age where they understand Instagram. Mm -hmm. They understand now that it's become this platform where you can talk about feelings and bond with people and relate to people. But there are other generations that don't necessarily understand these things. You know, years ago, my nan said, oh, we don't, we didn't talk about how we felt. We didn't talk about our feelings. And I think that has, although some things have evolved, that has been a steady sort of a vibe throughout life people shouldn't talk about mm. struggling um or people shouldn't talk about the way that they're you know they're they think that great. sharing yeah. their business is almost like airing their daughter's yeah. dirty laundry but actually mm. it's a way of therapy yeah. it's a way of normalizing it and it's a way of having support from people around you or from people all yeah. over the world completely so that is why i write there are do you know i want people to know that i am so blessed and happy to be in the situation that I'm in regardless of how many times a week I cry mm. or regardless of how many times I actually say I cannot do this but or, you can and exactly you I am so blessed I know I'm blessed I'm very lucky um that I enjoy motherhood to a certain extent but the reason that I write is because every single day there is a moment in that day where I feel like shit where I literally feel like oh my god how can I do this for another 18 years? <laughs> but it never ends. Exactly. 18 years, you mean forever. Yeah. But yeah. normally, mums might go, oh, look at this amazing moment where we're bonding. Take a photo and that is the photo that they put on Instagram and they write, wow, amazing feeling. Mm. I get 20 of them a day. However, there might be one moment where she refuses to nap and I'm so tired and all I want is a coffee and I think I cannot fucking do this mums have them every single day they are the things that need to be, to be shown about. and they need to be spoken about because it's made me feel like a normal mm -hmm. person it's made me reading it from other mums that we're all do you in find the therapy boat. in the actual oh process God, of yeah. writing it down and posting that picture and then you can throw it yeah. away i've had that moment now i've felt stressed yes. and i can move on with my day and enjoy the rest of it and actually i've had a few women say to me you know oh, when when do you write these things and i write most of them at 3 a.m when mm. i'm up with luna because actually i find 3 a.m the loneliest time mm -hmm. um not because i'm on my own which is quite funny really i don't ever feel lonely from being alone mm. i actually enjoy my own company it's because that is when i'm at my most vulnerable that is when i'm tired mm. that is when i've got all this time whilst i'm sat in the dark to think about all these thoughts like how am i going to get the washing done tomorrow how am i going to do this this and this yeah. oh my god i've got this bill to pay oh my god luna fell over today and hit her head what if she's got this this and this wrong with her so that's when i that's my therapy mm. that is when i write so i completely think the reason that mums don't talk about these things is because they think 
and nobody else is feeling like that when actually everyone we have just is. everyone is complete strangers like to me your three people i've never met before have actually just bonded over the fact that our kids don't sleep our kids drive us up the wall <laughs> sometimes we're really angry with our husbands like these are <laughs> but we all love them when they're sleeping <laughs> as long as it's our husbands not sleeping <laughs> we, you don't bo- you don't bond with people really over these uh, incredible moments they're just to be shared with the people yeah. that you love you mm. bond over things that you need the to get out yeah you do and that's what brings you closer together with people if you guys had one piece of advice each that you wish you'd been told before having kids what would it be that it's okay not to be okay mm. i know people say that a lot and it can sometimes sound a bit cliche but i think it's really it's true you have in your head that you know motherhood it's going to be this process and journey and set out it's not at all Mm. every day is different you don't know what's going to get thrown at you you don't know how you're going to feel you don't know if you're going to wash your hair that day and if you're going to brush your teeth and you know what it's okay (laughs) it's fine (laughs) i always say to my husband and my husband always says it to me that it's a wave so you will have a wave of crap where you feel like you can't do it and then that wave will go and it will crash and it will burn and then you'll have another amazing wave so everything is a wave like i wish someone had just said to me those crap moments will go but they will also come back again like there is no straightforward i feel happy all the time or i feel rubbish all the time life just comes in waves and you just got to deal with that as it comes and accept that it's gonna go like next week you might have a great week the week after that might be bloody shit but then another good week will come Mm -hmm. and that's how it goes i just wish people had said like you said it's okay not to feel okay because it's not going to be like that Mm. forever yeah and you made a really good point before basically saying um once that day's over it's done and you can move on to the next one and emma i think that's so relevant for you because you know you had such bad time at the beginning with no sleep but you've done that now Mm. and the next day you're going to do something else and then the next day you know Dylan's sleeping through Mm. next it's going to be Ethan sleeping through and you've done it you've Mm. absolutely bossed it you look amazing you're doing such a good job everyone out there with with one baby knows it's hard with two Jesus Christ (laughs) you deserve a medal as long as your child goes to, to bed alive I and wakes think. up alive. He wakes up alive, yeah. You've then, done it. You've done it. Day, then, then, tick, yeah, next. Yeah, it's done. It doesn't matter if you've not washed, like you said, or brushed your teeth or got dressed or I've got sick or down your jumper and you've worn that jumper for three days. It's fine. And I mean, I've never seen you look like that, so. Jax, you joined NCT and you thought that it was going to give you so much information and everything like that. You thought it was all about the pregnancy and beyond. Did you know there were other things available, like the coffee mornings and stuff afterwards? Not so much the coffee mornings, but I did know that there was um, a group through the NHS Uh that was free, but I think it was like a really short session, Uh so I didn't do that. But then when I started to research, I didn't even realise that there was different courses um, through NCT. There was ones, I think, where you could do maybe two or three sessions and we ended up doing a really long one that was eight sessions which actually may have been better for creating the relationship yeah the bonds between people and obviously there's a financial factor there as well mm. so i paid just over 200 pounds which is quite a lot of money especially you know when you're saving up for your nursery and all this kind of so stuff. one of the things i think that is aware to me is that there's no awareness about what's available so for example nct do hold coffee mornings and stuff and i don't know hannah why did you choose not to kind of go down the route of a a baby group or something like that um i mean the first one for me is awareness i as a first-time mom um just found a lot of the information one overwhelming in general two i find those types of groups quite overwhelming Mm. um you know to speak to people although I can talk for England um it's not something that I've ever been comfortable doing so it almost feels forced yeah it it? feels forced and I'm already getting to grips with motherhood never mind going to these sorts of mornings even beforehand so it was just something I chose to avoid purely for 
my own reasons in feeling overwhelmed but also because like you said I had no idea what was going on around me and sometimes I feel like you type things in on the internet and there still isn't enough no a lot of these things no it's not obvious and a lot of these things now there's groups on Facebook there's groups on Instagram but I do find that it's quite difficult sometimes to come across them even to like navigate the forums I've never been quite savvy with all that stuff and I found that kind of like put me off and also I, I wasn't aware of of what NCT had to offer other yeah. than, you know, um, sort of preparing you for labour. And, you know, um, I've spoke about this on Monday, Monday, but I suffered a miscarriage before the twins. And so for me, I thought NCT was about how to give birth. And I was like, well, I've had to give birth to a baby. I know what to do. I'm, I don't need someone to tell me. and I don't want to have to relive it in front of mm. all these strangers. Mm. And so I chose not to go down that route. Um, and, you know, later I realised, you know, listening to you, Jax, that it is you can build friendships there and build that sort of network of people so that you're semi-prepared or you have that support network from the moment you take your child home i wish i'd have known that yeah me too we we all joke about it saying um we we bought each other (laughs) we paid 200 pounds for friends (laughs) (laughs) and i I do think it's worth every penny as well (laughs) but i do think a lot of people haven't got the luxury of money you know for me i was like do i really want to pay 200 pounds and for me no actually I don't mm. I, you know I'll, I'll figure it out and I also didn't think the parenthood was going to be as hard. hard exactly so I thought well I, 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 I will be fine help, yeah. you know I, I get through life all right so I'm sure motherhood's going to be all right it's going to be easier than my my job that's super stressful but actually motherhood is uh, more stressful than my yeah. job. <laughs> I also think maybe that spending money also forces you to make more of an effort mm. you know sometimes I'll go you know I actually won a baby sensory course um, on Facebook, which was down the road, but there'd be some days that I'd get up and I'd feel a bit shit, and I'd think, oh, I'm not, not gonna going. Go. Yeah. But if I'd spent two hundred pounds, I'd be like, right, I'm getting my money's worth. I'm going to speak to all these yeah. women all the time. I'm going to mingle. I'm going to make the most of it. And actually, in turn, that is going to force me into fantastic friendships. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think a lot of the time for mums is our downfall you know we just sort of go we'll do that next week or or I'll have the strength to do that another time but if you've spent money and if you invest in these sorts of things it pushes you that extra mile that sometimes I think we need I think what we need to do Emma is underneath this podcast and on Monday Monday's Instagram we need to share all of these forums and all of these coffee mornings and all of these play dates so if anyone listening has one that they like going to then please tag us and we'll reshare and make sure that there's more awareness because that's what we want to give everyone absolutely we want to give everyone a community and, and a there collective. are a lot of national ones as well they're yeah. not all regional so you just mentioned baby sensory and there's heartbeats as well mm-hmm. there's, there's monkey music we love yeah. monkey music yeah. <laughs> See, so, I've yeah. never even heard of any of these. This is this is awful for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Monkey music is the best. Like, literally, it's quite expensive in terms of like one of the classes. But they go, they like watch this lady sing amazing like nursery rhymes, but about monkeys and like, look at monkey, look at monkey, and literally all of the kids are going wild. But do you know why <laughs> I also think that's good? Not just for making friends, but. I mean, I might be on my baby own here, but there'll be... Yeah, baby development. I, sometimes I'm at home and I think, I have sat with you for half an hour yeah. now and I feel like there's only so much shaking some pasta oh in a bottle yes. I can yes. do. Like, I I love spending time with Luna and doing all of these things, but sometimes I think, wow, you must get bored of staring at yeah. my face. Or, hey, Dougie will be on in the background. You know, we all do it. There's no point lying and saying we don't put our children in front of the telly. Well, I do anyway, but... Me it, too, me yeah, too. <laughs> you know, that I think it's not just Luna that benefits from these sorts of sensory classes it's me because i come away and think wow she loved that so much more than the pasta in the bottle yeah oh, they take so yeah, much yeah they take so much in. About the 15 minute journey there that's yeah. 15 minutes you don't have to play with them yeah <laughs> but you're not on your Last own you're there 45 minutes you don't have to do something yeah. and another also, 15 minutes home or a coffee I and then half of your day has gone and you feel this sense of achievement mm. like sometimes we spend all day in the house and i think wow this has been boring today mm. not for just for me but probably for luna as mm. well you know i've shoved her in a baby bouncer and she's messed around but she does that all the time yeah. so just to have it's half, a new environment yeah. it's getting out it's, it's forcing you to get because out like you well. said before you know you love the weekends because your husband comes home and and you get this 
the extra help and you know actually routine changes and I think for mums a lot of the time the reason why we find it so difficult is because routine is the same most of the time Mm. every single day so to go and have those classes once a week or twice a week that get you out of the house that change things up for you that every week you speak to someone different you the children do something different it adds an extra element to your week mm-hmm. and i think that that is so healthy and we were doing one a day is that yeah. quite intense that That's is intense. intense. You are dedicated. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even get dressed every day, so there'd be no point. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, once a week was enough for me. I also think sharing sort of, like, some of the things that you did at the sensory classes to give mums who can't yes. leave the house, yeah. like myself, at the point when, you know, I was sort of knee-deep in nappies and two screaming babies but um maybe offering sort of like tips on sort of how to entertain the kids at home would be really yeah. good as well um you know i'm sure these sensory classes like you know one of my friends actually said that she put tinfoil underneath the jumperoo and it yeah. made a crunchy so- a noise and it was sparkly and the, the baby absolutely loved it so little things like that mm. that we can do at home as well yeah um, definitely and obviously there's child support as well so i know some people might struggle to pay for these classes and things um but you can obviously register for your child support and put that towards going to the classes yeah, absolutely. and i think that quite a lot of churches and community centres have um, like toddler meetups or sensory meetups. There's a lot of free things. Yeah, there are. There's um, my stepmom's friend um, every Monday uh, does this fantastic singing um, for children in the church at 9.30 in the morning that mums can just go to. Mm. Um, And obviously Luna's a little bit younger at seven, seven months to be singing along, but just to sit there and have her like stare at these people in awe and just to speak to other people is completely free. And Mm -hmm. you know what? It gets me out the house. Mm -hmm. So there are a a varied amount of things, even if you're struggling for money that you can do just to bond with other mums. So yeah. And I, like I said with you, I completely agree. There's things that I've taken on, like pasta in a bottle from sensory that I can do at home on those mm. days where I can't get out of the house and I don't mm. feel like it. One of George's favourite things is um, ripped up newspaper, <laughs> hiding things in it. Oh my God, he'll no do like way. an hour. We haven't done that. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Just searching for treasure in ripped paper. I need that is that. such a good idea. Okay, I'm going to try that later. Christmas, stick them in front of the Christmas tree. Yeah. You'll get like 30 minutes of flashing <laughs> All the tinsel. Last year, I'd be like, okay, you say that, darling. I'm just going to go make a coffee. <laughs> Watch from afar. Girls, I cannot thank you enough. Yeah. You inspired me just from being online, doing your blogs and just talking real, but in person. Oh, God, an absolute weight has been lifted off my shoulders. And I hope that people who are listening to this have the same effect. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Monday Mum Day. Emma and I hope you really enjoyed it. If you want to keep up to date with anything NCT, then you can follow them on Instagram, NCT Charity. Or if you want to keep up to date with hannah and jacks then you can follow them hannah louise vans missing out the e and mummy in manchester for jacks so as you guys know every week emma and i do our favorite product and for me this week is one of the things that helped me to get knock sleeping i hear everyone everyone's ears prick up (laughs) (laughs) basically the grow company do this amazing sleep suit And it's a sleeping bag with legs and with arms. So your baby is basically able to move around their cot freely without getting cold, without getting their legs caught up, without getting frustrated because they can't kick kick about and things like that. And it literally made such a big difference. He started sleeping almost instantly after swapping to that from a normal sleeping bag. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I might need to try this out with our boys. I think they retail between 30 and 40 pounds. Seriously, mm-hmm. that's really good. Really reasonable. 2.5 TOG, I think they are. And they're super cozy, quite plain in design. Uh, but they're literally one of the best things ever. It looks super cute on as well. What age would you say is good for them babies to sort of be in them sort of suits? I would say the minute they start rolling, you want to swap to, to sleeping bags and legs. Because for me, that was the issue. He could roll, but then the sleeping bag would stay where it was. Yeah. And then before you know it, he's like almost strangling himself with his knees up in the sleeping bag. Whereas with this, that can't even happen. Wow. I have to get this. Mm-hmm. this I sent is you the, the issue link. I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I must have been sleep in a sleep coma when you sent me it. Um, Joey, this week for me, I have to say, it's the Ella's Kitchen pouches. So as a twin mum, I find it really hard to get anything done in the house, let alone batch cook food. So 
I split it 50-50. So I do some food, fresh food that I've produced and made and then I get this amazing organic food. Mm-hmm. And they're made. so good, aren't they? Yeah, they're brilliant. The bolognese is my favourite. Really? It's yeah. not the boys. Is it not? They love the potatoes and peas. They love all the vegetable stuff. But do when it comes they? to the meat, they're a bit like, mm, not sure. Maybe they're going to be vegans when they're older. I don't know. I'm quite a veggie person myself, but I do like a burger every now and again. (laughs) (laughs) These have been great. And as the boys have got older, um, one of my twins is now um, holding the pouch and sucking out the fruit. Um, So it's really nice. It's getting them used to sort of like feeding themselves. So it's actually quite fun as well. I always like it as well because they're organic. And like for me, it's a luxury to buy organic food. So you're actually giving them something cleaner than we probably Yeah, and I think there's a lot of taboo around, or mum guilt, shall I say, around, um, you know, buying packet food. But I honestly think we need to give ourselves a break. You know, we can't do everything. And this is a great alternative. It's just someone else made it for us. Yeah. So it's it it there's a varying of prices, but it's usually around one pound a packet. Yeah. It is quite expensive if you add it up, but if you're kind of mixing it in with your sort of routine of making food as well, then I think it's quite. Reasonable. And they're just perfect for on the go as well. Like my fear is when you go abroad, yeah. what do you do? I just had a suitcase full of Ella's. Yeah, exactly. When you're going out meeting friends and you don't want to be sort of taking anything that you've made, it's just easy, mm-hmm. less room for spillage. Um, and like I said you can take it abroad Mm -hmm. well thank you guys so much for listening we're going to share all of the details Mm. on our Instagram stories see you soon so Emma before we go can you give me three reasons why you love our sponsor Nano Baby so much this is really easy to answer okay one as I said earlier they're great for stacking in the fridge two you can pump them directly into your bottle using their adapter so no risk of spilling woohoo yeah, and you preserve the nutrients in the breast milk as it cools down and heats up twice as fast. Oh my gosh, yes. Honestly, though, I really wish that this brand was around when I was breastfeeding the twins. I had so much anxiety around this. I used to hate when Danny would leave and I'd have to do it all on my own. And this would have just taken all of that stress out. And I love the fact that it's shaped like a breast for easy holding for little hands. Yeah, the twins are currently making me do all the hard work. <laughs> And so I'm hoping now they'll be able to grip onto that bottle and just toddle around drinking the milk and I can just sit and have a cup of tea. So whether you want to get your partner involved, you're going back to work or you just need a break like Emma. Yeah, I need a break. (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect companion for your breastfeeding journey. Available in John Lewis, Mamas and Papas and Nanobaby Online. www.nanobaby.co.uk Thanks for listening. (laughs) 